I feel like we sometimes forget one of God's most important traits, and that trait is that he's a comforter. He's someone who comforts us in our times of trial, in our times of sadness, in our times of just being down and out, and when we really just need someone to be there for us, that's him. And this is a powerful trait of his, and he has so many traits, believe me, infinite amount of traits that belong to God. But this is a big one, and this is one that I feel is overlooked, and especially in our prayer life. I feel like we just too often go to prayer specifically to give thanks or to ask for forgiveness or ask for something, ask for healing. It's always a thanks and uh, ask kind of relationship in our prayer life. And I think that's maybe a fault to the church a little bit um, because I feel like that's how prayers are presented and like that's how prayers should be and only should be. And I disagree with that. They're not, that's not all they should be. It's just thanks and asking. They should be more than that. Because when you think about what prayer is, it's you talking to God. I mean, I've mentioned this before in numerous of my episodes, how prayer is literally talking to God. I mean, part of prayer is the meditation, which is listening back as he responds to you. So part of conversation is letting God know your struggles. Like not always asking just for, you know, healing on that, but just being like, hey, this is what I'm going through. This is what I'm struggling with. I need you, Lord. And, you know, he'll give you that comfort when you come to him asking for it, when you come to him telling him this stuff, because he's there to listen to us about our struggles and to just give us a shoulder to cry on. I mean, I know we don't have a literal shoulder of God next to us to cry on, but what he's offering is better than a shoulder realistically. And, you know, we need to remember that that's who God is, as he is someone who comforts you in all times when you need that comfort. And yes, I think we should always be giving things. You know, when you're praying to God, when you're even talking about the comforting part of the uh, prayer aspect, I mean, yes, you still need to give things because the Bible does teach that we should be thanking God continually. And, you know, but sometimes we just need someone to listen. I mean, if you are in a relationship, you know sometimes, especially if you're a man and you have a, uh, a a wife or a girlfriend, you know the girl sometimes doesn't want you to, you know, fix all her problems. Sometimes she just wants you to listen, and that's the same way God can be. Some, he can sometimes just be someone to listen. He is that someone. But what really got me thinking about this whole thing is uh, how I feel that Christians can sometimes just be too quick to point out sin in people's lives, but never just be someone to give comfort, to be a comforter to someone else. When someone is in need of someone to be a comforter, I feel like we sometimes just ignore that and go straight to pointing out the sin and trying to fix these people's lives, which is not our responsibility. That's the Holy Spirit's responsibility to fix this person's life. But I read this verse and it made me think of it real hard too, which is 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 3-4, through 4, which says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our affliction, so that we may be able to comfort those who are in any affliction, with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. So with that, we are to be imitators of Christ. I mean, the Bible is very clear. Jesus himself is very clear about how we are to imitate him. I mean, we can never be Christ. We can never do what he did, but we are to do our best and imitate him. And if God, which Jesus is God, if he is our comforter, then we should be imitating that and comforting others. Because sometimes we meet people in need 
And all they really need in that moment is just someone to listen to them, someone to see them as a human and to listen, to understand, not listening to respond, but listening to understand, to just gain a deeper view of who this person is. Sometimes that's just who someone needs. And, you know, some people may say to that, if you're just sitting there listening, then you're not sharing the gospel. But I disagree with that. And there's two reasons I disagree with that. The first one is because when you're comforting someone and just being that listener, I believe you are imitating Christ in that moment. And to me, and this may not be correct, but to me, imitating Christ is sharing the gospel. Because that may be the only way someone ever even hears or sees the gospel is through you imitating Christ. And the second reason I think that uh, you're sharing the gospel if you're just listening is because God can open any situation for sharing. It may even be deep into the conversation you're having with this person when you're sitting there comforting them for even hours. It may be deep into that before an opportunity arises. But if God wants you to speak to this person, trust me, God's going to have that opportunity open and he'll give you a time to share. So there's no need to force it. You don't have to force this gospel sharing moment because it'll be there. And with that, I'm going to share an example. This actually happened very recently. I actually had this podcast idea to do this week. And then, you know, the Lord gave me a moment to actually have an example to share. I typically don't like to share examples of, you know, doing the Lord's work. I don't know if that's weird that I don't like to do it, but I don't like to ever feel like I'm bragging or anything like that. But uh, so basically the story is I was at the skate park the other day and there's this guy who is kind of living, he's a homeless man and he's living in the skate park. He's roughly my age, which made it really hit for me, just like what he was going through and wanting to connect with him. And so he and I started talking first, you know, got to know each other. We talked for probably about 30 minutes. And then at 30 minutes, I was just listening to him. And I will say this too, when I first started talking to him, I did pray in my head. I was like, Lord, if you want to give me an opportunity to share with this guy, give me an opportunity. And we talked for a good, I mean, literal 30 minutes talking. I was just letting him tell me about his whole life, how he got to where he was, how he got to this point in his life where he was living on the streets and, you know, recovering from some things. And I was just letting him tell me that. And then, you know, being at the skate park, he told me about how he used to be a skater and he still tries to skate here and there, but because of the situation in his life, he can't really do that. And, you know, just, I let him tell me about his joys in life and was just listening to him, letting him tell me too, you know, he was telling me his goals for when he gets clean and when he can get back on his feet, what he wants to do with his life and all that. And I was just listening, being someone there for him because he needed someone in that moment just to listen to him, to see him as a human, to not see him as just another homeless man, to not just see him as another human or uh, someone less than. He needed someone to just listen to him and see him as a human. And that's who I was to him in that moment. And then the Lord opened the door because later into talking, you know, like I said, we've been talking 30 minutes or so. And I wear a cross necklace. People who know me in real life know that. And then he happened to notice that I had that on, and he was like, oh, hey, I like your necklace. And there it was. The door was open. That's when I asked him, you know, are you a Christian? And that started a whole conversation that went on for another 15 to 30 minutes. And that door was open by God because God did want me to talk to him and to share the gospel to him. But he wanted me to wait until he wanted me to talk to him about it. And in that moment, I was the comforter for this man, the listening to him. But then that door was open, and I came in with the gospel. I mean, that's what God would want us to do. The gospel is still going to be a part of it. But sometimes I just think we need to be a, comf a comforter 
because I think we spend too much time wanting to make people immediately Christians with perfect lives. When most people, I mean, yes, most people, all people, not just most, all people need Christ. But sometimes people just need someone to listen, just as we need to be, we need God to be our comforter. And we need someone who will listen to us. And that goes back to the verse a little bit. Uh, so there's also instruction in this verse. There's instruction for us to be comforters just as Jesus is. But we also have an instruction to allow God to be our comforter before we can even comfort others. Because the verse says, and this is me kind of paraphrasing it, but it says that for us to comfort, we have to comfort with the same comfort God has comforted us with. So if you've never gone to God to be comforted, you're not going to have that comfort to, you're not going to be able to be a, a, a good comforter to someone else because you're just going to be using human comfort to someone. You're going to be, you know, maybe affirming as some people would do. They just affirm sin. You know, when I was talking to this man, no point in that did I ever affirm any of his sin. I just listened. And, but, you know, worldly comfort might say just affirm it. You know, there's a lot of affirming sin going on in our world right now and it's, breaks my heart to see, but you got to have a godly comfort. And the best way to know what godly comfort is, is to go to the source, God himself. He is the perfect example of it. And we can use the scriptures, yes, and see tons of examples of Jesus comforting people, of God comforting people and being that comforter. But the best way is a personal relationship and experience with God being the comforter to you. So step one to being a good Jesus imitating comforter is to go to God to let him comfort you. Because remember, God is our father. If you have a healthy relationship with your earthly parents, you probably have gone to them to seek comfort, um, to you know, for your parents to be your comforter or your guardian, whoever. So if we can go to our earthly, you know, finite parents about this, how much more should we be going to God to find this comfort? The one who created comfort, the one who is comfort himself. Like, we need to be going to him about this. We need to treat him at, to a higher standard than we treat our earthly parents because he is the, the highest father, and he is the perfect comforter, and we should go to him in those things. So I really just want to encourage you to see comforting people as its own type of ministry because once people gain your trust and see that you see them as human, kind of like I did in the story that I just shared, you know, I saw him as a human. And I saw him as a person who had problems and a story and life and also had joys. But once you see, once people see that you see them that way, they're going to be more willing to listen to your testimony. They're going to be more willing to listen to you share the gospel. Because if you just go in and you see someone who's down and out, and especially if they're not a Christian, you just go over to them, ask them, hey, what's up? And they say something, and then you just immediately guns blaze and start giving the gospel you know, because of the negative stigma that, let's just be honest, there is a negative stigma in our culture around how Christians treat non-Christians. And because of that, a lot of people are already having walls up. They're ready to just shut down and flee from any Christian, any Jesus talk at all. So you can't just go in there guns blazing. I mean, the Lord may put it in your heart to go guns blazing because for some people that might work. That might be what needs to happen. But listen to the Lord too. I mean, before you even open your mouth, when you... Go to this person, ask them how they're doing, whatever. Immediately start praying to the Lord. Hey, where do you want me to jump in? Where do you want you me to speak up, speak up about you and all these things? Because he'll give you that door. But just get to know people. Have, be a comforter to them. 
and they'll be willing to listen. Trust me, I've been in numerous situations in my life where non-believers, you know, they may still all be non-believers for all I know, but I listened to them and then shared. And they were, and people who, these, some of these people are people I know who were, you know, straight hate the word. <laughs> and, but when I listened to them and just connected with them, they were willing to listen. They may not agreed. They may not wanted to change their life anyway, but they were willing to listen. And I think that's why God wants us to be comforters because, if you think about some of the stories um, in the Bible of when Jesus was with people, a lot of times we see, oh, he's you know at someone's house eating dinner with tax collectors or whatever. You see a lot of examples of him just already being with these people, chilling, hanging out, having a good time with them. And then later on is when he starts preaching the word, telling them, hey, here's where you are fall, uh, wrong in your life. Here's the good news of why I'm here, all these things. He starts telling them later. I mean, there are plenty of examples, too, of Jesus going guns blazing, but there's just as many examples of him connecting with people first, seeing people for who they are. I mean, he already knew who they all were, but he allowed them the time to see that they, he knew, that they knew he knew who they were. And so that's how we should be. We need to just be imitators of Christ and be good comforters and just listen to people, connect with them, be there for them in their struggles. And I promise you, if you're just there for them and see them as human and you're there to comfort them, their hearts and their minds will be at least open to hearing the gospel. And if they just are open to it and you're able to speak it, the Holy Spirit will do the rest of the work. And if there's someone who wants to follow Christ, I promise you they'll they'll be right there following because their hearts will be open and they'll be happy that you saw them as a human and they'll feel respected, and they'll be willing to listen to the good news of Christ. But that's just my take on this, and I'm not a pastor.